A truck full of sex toys crashed on the highway, leaving dildos everywhere. The royal beekeeper had to inform the queen's bees of her death. And the world's first flying bike hits the U.S. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in a Los Angeles closet. I got three weird segments from around the world for you. All right. I'm psyched. Are you? An avalanche of sex toys and lube spilled onto the highway after a truck flipped over. A lot of you sent me this story at the end of last week, and I really wanted to do it, but I had to do Florida Friday. You know, I run a very tight ship in this closet. This story is not from Florida. It's from Oklahoma. A video went viral. In the video, it shows a lot of sex toys and tubes of lubrication spread across a freeway following a truck crash. The incident took place near Oklahoma City on Interstate 40. A box truck and a semi-truck collided, leaving one of the trucks overturned, and a lot of its contents were scattered all across the road. Thankfully, nobody was injured, although some people didn't get their vibrator on time for the weekend. That, that might have put a damper on the weekend plans, I'd imagine. Authorities were forced to close several lanes on this freeway while the mess was cleared up. There's a lot of video that was shot from a helicopter, apparently, and it shows a large number of boxes all across the freeway and a lot of phallic-shaped items also all over the highway. Phallic-shaped items. Jeez, what could they be? In the video footage coming from the helicopter, you can hear the reporter speaking over the scene saying, there's a semi-truck that's overturned here and it's lost its load, it, it appears. <laughs> lost its load. Yeah, a lot of other people lost their load too, dude. There's a lot of stuff to clean up here, I see. And then someone at the station asks, Jim, can you tell what's uh, on the road there? What was the truck carrying? What's all over the road? And then the cameras zoom in for a close-up shot as the helicopter guy says, We're zooming in. Uh, not really. I can't tell. Maybe you can tell. So either this guy's a moron or he didn't want to say dildo on the news. I'm going to say he probably didn't want to say dildo on the news. I don't think you could say that word on the news. A clip of this footage was posted on Twitter, and it's got about 5 million views by now. It was retweeted by Barstool Sports, who added, A tractor trailer full of dildos and lube flipped and spilled all over the highway in Oklahoma, guys. Following this road boner debacle, the Oklahoma City police spoke to the media and they were forced to confirm that toys, quote, toys had been spilled on the highway. I guess they're not allowed to say dildos either. The police can't say that at a press conference. They have to keep saying toys. What kind of toys, Officer Branson? I can only call them toys, just toys. Yeah, but what kind of toys, Officer Branson? Like little toy trucks? Huh, for children? Little toy basketball hoops, maybe? Stuffed animals, anything like that? Uh, not, not exactly. Could you describe the toys, Officer Branson? Because we're just kind of in the dark here. I, 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 I would describe the toys. They're of a, 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 a phallic nature. Uh, in addition, there was some tubes of a, a certain a, a sort of lubrication that was all over the freeway. What kind of lubrication, Officer? We, we need to know. I mean, we're reporters here. We have to 
We need the details, in other words. Uh, it, it, it's a kind of a lubrication that you would, um, you would, uh, you, you would use with those uh, phall- phallic uh, toys that were also found uh, uh, on the freeway. I'm not following you, Officer Branson. All right, there are dildos on the road, man. Dildos, dildos and lube all over the place. I mean, sheesh. Of course, on Twitter, many people saw the funny side. One person tweeted, Hey, if you're a male in Oklahoma, you may want to take this opportunity and splash on some brute and iron those wranglers and hit the town. There might be a gaggle of lonely women popping up in various places this weekend. Now, this is funny. In the middle of the article that I'm reading about this story, it says, You should know vibrators may be beneficial for women's health, according to a recent study, which posed the question of whether it is time for physicians to start prescribing these devices as treatments. (laughs) First of all, I didn't come across that study. (laughs) Just thought they'd let you know that vibrators are good for your health, man. In case you didn't know. Good for your life, man. When the queen died, someone had to tell the bees. This is a queen death story, and I was going to do it last week, but I did three in one day, and I thought, you know what? We can let the queen rest at this point. But I think this is a strange story, and I love bees. There was a report that the royal beekeeper had informed Queen Elizabeth's bees of her death. And, of course, this received some mockery, but apparently this has been a tradition for centuries that when the queen dies, you tell her bees about it. As news of the death of Queen Elizabeth reverberated through the world, a headline over the weekend puzzled many on social media. The headline was, Royal Beekeeper has informed the Queen's bees that the Queen has died. Did bees need to be told about human affairs? Would they have any sort of opinion on this matter? Some beekeepers, backed by folklore historians, say that telling the bees is a standard practice that goes back centuries with potentially grave consequences if you don't follow the tradition. Here's a quote from Mark Norman, who's a folklorist. Well, it's a very old and well-established tradition, but not something that's very well known, believe it or not. The tradition is that the bees, as members of the royal family, should be informed of major life events in the family, especially births. And in this case, of course, death Beekeepers would uh, typically knock on each hive and deliver the news and then possibly cover the beehive with a black cloth during a mourning period. The practice is more commonly known in Britain but is also found in the U.S., believe it or not, in other parts of Europe as well. Now, in the 18th and 19th centuries, it was actually believed that neglecting to tell the bees of these sorts of events could lead to various misfortunes, including the death of the bees, or even their departure, or a failure of these bees to make honey. Nowadays, beekeepers may be less likely to believe they risk bad luck, but they may continue to follow the tradition as a mark of respect for the queen and the royal family in general. Now, the royal beekeeper at Buckingham Palace is named John Chapel. Uh, The media reported that John placed some black ribbons tied into bows on the beehives before telling them in hushed tones that the queen had died and that they would have a new master. I would love to see that on video. Hey, hey, bees, I just got to let you know, you know, the queen is dead. Not, not, I mean, not the queen that's in your hive, but the, the, the other queen, you know, the lady that drinks a lot. 
that lady, the lady that never really visited you. She enjoyed the fruits of your labor on a regular basis. I made sure of that. But other than that, she really didn't give a shit about you. I'm, I'm just telling you anyways because I'm supposed to. Um, do you guys care? No? Okay, I'm going to put a black thing over your hive. Just don't freak out. Now, in this story, we have another beekeeper named Stephen Fleming. He's been a beekeeper for 25 years. He's the editor of Beecraft, which is a magazine for British beekeepers. <laughs> it's a magazine for only British beekeepers. I'm sure it has a very wide circulation. <laughs> uh, Stephen said he once performed this tradition after a friend died. He went to the friend's bees, quietly knocked on the hives, and told them the news. He said it was just something that he thought his friend would have enjoyed. Well, that's the end of the article. It doesn't say exactly how the Queen's bees handled the news. And I didn't watch footage of the funeral. Uh, did anyone see the bees attending the funeral? Yay! Do you guys like riding bikes? Do you also like flying? Would you like to fly with a bike? Well, good news! The world's first flying bike makes U.S. debut, and it's awesome. It's the sound of technology. See what I did there? The story begins with a question. Is this the future of transportation, a flying bike? I have my doubts, but let's find out. This is the world's first flying bike, by the way. It's called the X-Turismo. Uh, they don't technically call it a flying bike. They call it a hover bike. Although it is capable of flying, it can fly for 40 minutes and can reach speeds of up to 62 miles per hour. Wow. Oh, I could use one of these flying bikes, man. Have you seen this Los Angeles traffic? It's quite debilitating and depressing. I wish I could just hover over it at 40 feet and just speed right by it at 62 miles an hour. On my bicycle, we have a quote from someone named Tad. He is the co-chair of an auto show in Detroit. He says, well, I feel like I'm literally 15 years old, man, and that I just got out of Star Wars and, you know, I jumped on their bike. I mean, it's awesome. You know, it's exhilarating. It's not vicious, right? It's comfortable. It's really comfortable taking off and landing. So there's no like jerky jerk, you know, no jerky jerk. It's literally very, very smooth. And I just can't wait for the future. I, I, I'm so excited. Well, this guy, Tad, is a very quirky individual, but he's very excited about the future. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, now, who built this bike? Someone in Japan. It's a startup named Airwinds. The bike is already on sale in Japan, although no one informed me of this. I, f I mean, I pull a lot of weird stories out of Japan because that seems like a very weird epicenter of the world. A lot of weird shit going down in Japan. Weird technologies, weird lifestyles. People are marrying sex dolls. It's a fascinating place. Have you heard of the Poop Museum? That's in Japan. You know it's got to be weird. So these bikes have been on sale in Japan. And uh, they released a smaller version. And uh, that's for the U.S. I guess they can't trust us with the full version. How fast does the full version go? Like 100? Now we have the price of this thing. Whew. Can you guess how much this bike costs? You're not going to believe it. All right. If you guessed a million dollars, you were almost right. $780,000 for a bicycle. That flies. It flies. 780000 So if you were thinking of buying a flying bike for yourself, I mean, 
you have to consider you could probably at this price buy two small regular planes. But then, of course, you need, you know, to get access to a local airport or runway of some sort. It sounds like you could just take off on your roof with the bike. So that might be more convenient. I'm going to do a search for a video of this bike because I'm curious to see it in action. And then I'll post that in the Patreon. Or, or you could just look it up yourself. It's very fascinating. And I, I, too, am excited for the future. You know, it's nice to know that we're going to have flying bicycles but no drinking water. I mean, yeah. Well, six of one, half dozen of the other, as they say. What do you guys think of this invention? Would you be down to fly a bike around? I mean, what's that got to be like to go on a date on a flying bike? Oh, man, you're definitely getting laid. You might even be able to pick up some, like, dildos on the highway as you go by. <laughs> Call back. Hi, my loyal listeners. Thanks for sticking with me on this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate everybody that reached out over the weekend. I got a lovely email from Hannah who wrote, uh, Jonesy, love Florida Fridays. By the way, my dad is really weird. Maybe it's because he goes to Florida 90% of the time. I really like your show. It's helping me with my mental health issues. Uh, I was so pleased to get this email, and I immediately replied and wished Hannah all the best. I'm so happy that I get to put out some content that can help people get through whatever they're trying to get through, uh, which seems to be the case here. I've actually uh, used this podcast to get through my own issues uh, in the past as well um, because my listeners are very supportive and uh, they make me feel good. And there's been times in my life, rather recently actually, where I, I needed to feel good. <laughs> so um, I'm very happy to hear that I'm bringing some joy and relief to people with this little stupid podcast that I'm recording in a closet by myself here <laughs> without a writing team, without an editor, with nothing. So that made me feel really good, Hannah. I, I want to... Thank you for that, and, um, and I wish you the best. I also got some reviews that are pretty positive on Amazon, which also made me happy. Mary Kasner gave me five stars and wrote, Jonesy is so funny. Weird AF News is definitely worth a listen. Jonesy is very funny. He reads weird news stories and comments on them. His accents are hilarious, and his commentary is something else. My favorite episodes are Florida Fridays. The people in Florida are a special breed and certainly act accordingly. Please check this podcast out. You won't be disappointed. Thank you, Mary. That was super sweet of you. Also, Hippie Chick gave me five stars as well and wrote, Keeping it funny. Weird AF News is a daily podcast. Jonesy reads articles. He adds humor to them. I listen every night. I'm always running late to work in the morning to listen, and I don't want to miss what Jonesy has to say. Florida Fridays are the best. I lived in Florida for a quick minute a long time ago. I wish we had this podcast back then. Jonesy, you are awesome. Thanks for making me laugh. Peace and love. Stoned Dweller, a.k.a. Hippie Chick. Wow, pretty cool, uh, the reviews that I got, because I got a bad one last week, so I love to get some good ones. Very, And I appreciate you guys actually taking the time to write a review. I mean, I know it's not that easy. Some people have emailed me. They're like, I don't know how to do it. And I got to be honest with you, I don't really know how to do it either. I think if you got an Amazon account, you just search for Weird AF News. It's part of the Flash Briefings that they offer through Alexa. Um, and I, I assume you can just write a review right there. Maybe I should write a, a review of my own podcast and see how it works. Although I kind of feel funny writing a review of my own podcast. Um, I'm not sure I deserve five stars. I'd probably give myself three stars just to, be, just to keep it reasonable. <laughs> Anyways, if you guys want to leave me a review, I would so appreciate that. If you want to support the show, you can do so by joining the Patreon it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews, and you get to buy me a cup of coffee a month, right? 
Why wouldn't you want to buy me a cup of coffee a month? Huh? Make me happy. Keep me caffeinated as I babble in a closet. You can also go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner as well. Appreciate you. Sorry for the lengthy outro, and I'll see you tomorrow.